What is up, Arizona? Welcome to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, where we discuss one of the hidden gems in Arizona, high school basketball. Here we cover everything small ball from 1A to 3A conferences. As coaches in the Valley, we understand these guys don't get enough love or recognition, and we're here to advocate for them and show them some love. We talk about scores, coaches, teams, and players all at Arizona Small Ball. We're going to kick off the show by showing some love to two of our favorite teams to watch that are still in the playoffs this year. If you haven't been following these teams, y'all been missing out. So we're going to fill you in. All right, let's get into it. Reyes Herrera is here with me as always. Reyes, who you got for me? Who has been one of your favorite teams to watch this year? But first, you have any kids attack you with scissors today at work? No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who, who you got, man? Who's your favorite team to watch this year? So, so far, I'm going to start off with the two-way. That's how we're going to kick it off today. So, for the two-way, I have Santan Charter. So, for those who may not know, Santan Charter was originally came out of the CAA and has recently moved up to the AIA, which is a fairly a big jump in some coaches' opinions and eyes. So, one thing that I liked about Santan Charter was separated them the most and why I think they are the dark horse of the division it's just their style of play. They play really – they're very organized. They have two guards, Demetrius Johnson, who's only played nine games, but is averaging a whopping 20 points per game. True. And then they have a junior guard, 6'2", Isaiah Martin. He's giving the Roadrunners 14 points a game. And the way those two complement each other is great, actually. The coach, Derek Freakman, they won their last game against Horizon Honors, which is a very tough team to beat, but – they were, on, they were able to cruise right along past them. So I believe that Santan Charter, while they're only ranked fifth in the state, which I believe in my personal opinion is a little low per well, we AZ Prep rankings. rankings. We all know the rankings and kind of how, how jacked they've been. Sabino would be the first to say that. Exactly. So the rankings in the AZ AIA is just a little wonky, but, hey, it is what it is, and Santan Charter is my dark horse in, in the division and why I feel they will get it done. Uh, Jeff, who do you who would you compare uh, who would you compare Santan to? I don't want to come. I don't like comparing teams. It's kind of hard because. Come on, you got you got to compare. Who okay, okay, give me a second, coach. So the reason why I would compare Santan Charter to Rancho, but it is important to note that Santan Charter did beat Rancho in regular season. So did they? Did they? Yes, they did. They did beat him. Oh, shoot, they did, 56-48, and that was that last week of the regular season. That was the season. last game of the regular season. It was a huge win for Santan Charter, which is still weird that Rancho was still number two but in Santan's five, but, hey, we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, I would, compare their, I would compare their style of play just to the way they play in transition, the way they share the ball. I mean, they do got a big inside. He is a nice player. I love the way he gets a soft touch around the rim. Uh-huh. Is, how, how big is he? Is he a pretty big kid? He's a fairly big kid. Let me see if I can find him right now. I believe he is 6'4", Eddie. Oh, 6'8", a senior. Let the big dog yeah, eat. Yeah, let him eat sometimes. There you go. See, Santan Schroeder, I just feel like they have all the weapons four. and the key players to reach the ultimate success in this tournament. Now, Coach, how about you? What do you got? Who's the dark horse in your opinion? Well, hold up. I want to say this, too, Ooh. though, because, like, Rancho, that's actually a pretty big win for them. A huge because win. Because Rancho had their 
you know, we saw Rancho earlier in the season and Rancho was missing two of their bigs, but they got their bigs back. So that's a, that's actually a pretty solid win. Impressive win. Yes, indeed. Um, hold on. Let me check something here real quick. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they've definitely got some size, man. That is for sure. Yeah, so, they're 6'8 post player, sweet. man. He is averaging 14.6, pretty much 15 a game. And he's had some monster you, numbers against some big teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know any other teams in the CAA? Uh, I know a couple. I know AZ Compass Prep has their regular season team. You know, we have Orm School, coached by Austin Hudson. Um, Dang, Coach Hudson? I, that's true. I forgot about yeah, so that. He's, so he's, that's moving up. That's huge, yeah, the CAA, man, they have some teams. You know, a lot of people underestimate just because of the conference. But, man, they got some players. They got some teams, man, that just come over here to AIA compete just as well. So, don't sleep on the CAA either, guys. I know Coach Hudson would be uh, – he'd be disappointed in that. Yes. Dang, that's sweet. So, Santan Charter, right? That's, that's, that's my choice right. for the dark horse in the division right now in this tournament. Yes. Okay, well, you know who I got. My – man, my 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 squad is Northwest Christian that I'm Ooh. trying to highlight here. Do tell, um, do tell. Man, they, they are led by, in my opinion, the coach of the year in the 3A North Central – Jason Cook, his team is cooking lately. I'm going to steal that. I'm going to start that. He's cooking. He's cooking. Um, one of the toughest schedules of anybody in the 3A uh, this whole year. 11, just listen to this. 11 of their 18 games have been against teams in the top 10 of the 1A through the 3A, two of the others being just outside of it, just brutal. Um at a distance, them entering the playoffs with a record of eight and eight is very misleading. Um, if you have seen them play, you know why. Coach Cook has these kids ready to run through a brick wall for him. Um, they've got one of the best shooters in Arizona small ball. Number 11, Logan Mosier, is playing great right now. More of a spot-up shooter, but if you give him some space, it's basically a layup. And they run some really nice action to get him some shots at the top of the key. Number 10, Bryce Trimble. He's a great athlete. He's tough to stop in transition. They've got some great size with two kids that are about 6'8". I think one of them is listed 6'9 on Max Preps. Um, quick pause. Much love to number 44, Elijah Hamstra for Northwest Christian. He had some pretty big health complications, I think, recently. Yes. And he decided to stick with basketball, and he's a huge role in the team. Love that stuff. So you keep going, 44. Great work. You guys are having a great season. But we got to highlight the heart and soul of this. And team. what number is that, Coach? Can you please tell me and let the listeners know who you Number 22, Rocky Maniachi. Yes, sir. This yes, sir. Guy, this guy is the bomb, okay? So, okay, question. His name is Rocky Maniachi. What are the chances his family named him after the Rocky movies? Uh, I would say it's a solid 96% if we're being totally honest. Maybe. Totally honest. i got to be totally honest, too. I've actually never seen the Rocky movies myself. Coach, what are but you doing? I know. I need I need to watch them. But I just, I don't know. I guess I already know who wins, I think. So what's the point in watching them? But, but Rocky Maniachi, this kid plays like his life is on the line every single night. Maybe it is. I don't know how Coach Cook gets his kids to play so hard. This kid does so much for them. Watching him play is almost – it's like it's honestly it reminds me of like watching PE class play basketball. 
And you know how there's always that one tryhard sweating yep. in his jeans and playing like it's the state like that. That's Maniachi. Oh, one thing quick to highlight man. too is they had a game of, on uh, March fifth against Push Ridge Christian Academy. And coach, would you want to tell what happened during that game? Oh man, it was so we were watching that game. And I still need to get my burrito because I, I, I bet I bet a burrito on this. I bet that Northwest Christian was going to win this. Um, so so I'll get to that. Let me say this. The last week of the regular season was huge for Northwest Christian. Yes. Um, March the 1st through March the 5th, they were sitting right on the edge. And again, if you're not following this, like you should be. This is so awesome. Um, they were sitting right on the edge of being out in the playoffs and had a tough three-game stretch. They had Camp Verde at home, and they lost. And you know, Camp Verde, as as we call it, Guard University. I mean, I don't know what they're feeding their guards there, but their guards are different. Something's going right um, over there. A I tough believe. One. Yeah, it's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. But they lost in the final seconds to a very good Cowboy squad. So with that loss, in order for them to get into the playoffs, they pretty much have to win out. They played ALA at home and beat them forty-three to thirty-four. ALA is a pretty good squad, top eight. In the two A's, yes. and then they've got Push Ridge at home for the last game of the season, ranked number six. Um, which you know we just talked about the rankings doesn't mean a whole lot. Again, Sabina would agree with that as well. Um, but it's a must win to get into the playoffs. This game comes down to the wire. We're watching this. I bet a burrito on it, so I need to get my chorizo burrito. Um, the game is tied forty-two forty-two. Push Ridge has the ball with a minute left. They run a high pick and roll. They miss the shot. Push Ridge gets the rebound and passes it out. Guess who gets the steal? Who, Coach? Tell me who. Mariachi! Dude, this kid, man. He is the bomb. He gets the steal. He scores a contested layup at the buzzer to secure Northwest in the playoffs. That's a great ending. Not even close, though. They get Winslow in the first round. And I got to be honest, I had them losing here in the first round yep. because of the pace that Winslow plays at. High pace. Northwest, you know, they play a type of matchup zone, and they took Winslow's transition away. They forced them into really deep contested threes. Northwest beats Winslow in the first round 50-48. to 48. All of a sudden, Northwest is getting ready to play a familiar face in the Elite Eight in Fountain Hills, who, may I add, they have already beaten earlier this season. Um, Northwest, man, uh, Coach Gook has done a great job with these kids. If you watch their team, they're not as talented as the other teams they have played, but they always find a way to be right in the mix with everybody. Their zone is tricky for coaches to figure out. The kids just reach another level to compete at. Not a lot of teams have that. Coach Gook has his team peaking at the perfect time. Much love to Northwest Christian and Mariachi, if you don't know. Now you know Arizona. Those are our, our two picks for teams that if you haven't been watching. You need to watch in the watch. tournament, yes. You got to. So next up, we're going to talk about who we got advancing to the final four in the 3A, in the 2A, sorry. Um, so let's get into that now. All right, we're back at it. Looks like we're about to crank out the Elite Eight in the 2A. Who's going to advance to the 4A, I mean, to the final four? They go up to the 4A, the 4A, all the way up to the 6A. They just play uh, Perry. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so so let's talk who we got advancing to the Final Four in the 2A. Um, Sting, who you got between Gilbert Christian 
and I'm sorry, not Gilbert Christian, Scottsdale Christian Academy and Chandler Prep. Who do you got? Well, first of all, Coach, did you just call me Sting? I just called you Sting for the first time I think I've ever called you that. I got some Jason vibes going right now. I guess, yeah. And for the other of you who do not understand that reference, Jason Collier, Collier, he was a former player for one of us. A bum. Currently, he's a bum. Yeah. So, besides all that, we're about to dive into the two-way Elite Eight and, who's, who, do, and who we think is going to advance to the Final Four. So, with that, for the first game, we have Chandler Prep and Scottsdale Christian. So, Coach, what's your thoughts on that? Because me, personally, I've already seen a lot of film on Scottsdale Christian. They are a very mature team, as I would like to say. They share the ball well. They've all played with each other. They've been in this moment before, talking about last year. They didn't really lose a lot last year. I mean, they have, they have the kids to do it this year, you know. They're, they're a very patient, very disciplined team, I would say. So I I got Scott's number one Scottsdale Christian advancing over number eight Chandler Prep. Yeah, I mean, uh, Scottsdale Christian has Garrison Sherman. He's a he he grew a lot from last year, but he's yes. a nice player. He's at six six and he can attack the rim. Uh, he's he's a he's a tough matchup for anybody. I like for him anybody. A lot. Their big has improved. They still got their redhead shooter. They've got the fanboys, right? They got the older fan and the younger fan. And the younger fan now. And let me tell you, coach, he has been playing very well for Scottsdale. Who do you He's who very do you patient? Thinks, who do you think's better? Him or his her, him or his older brother? Ooh, that's kind of a toss up. I would give it to his older brother just because on the experience and this like, you know, big brother vibes. You know, you got you got pound your little brother sometime, you know, beat him up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but okay, for, for the big brother experience though. I want you to they're playing one on one in the back. Who do you think wins? I got Matthew Fan, you know, senior. I got the senior over his little bro any day of the week. No, I just I, think I pick the same. I pick the same, right? And just like you were talking about, I think um, the redhead you were trying to refer to is Ryan Olinger. Let me tell you guys, coaches, this guy, 6'2", listed as he is on Max Preps, he can shoot generous, the man. lights. Generous, 6'2". <laughs> he can shoot the lights out. Make no mistake. Say what you want about redheads, but this kid can play. He can shoot the ball, and he is, I believe, Scottsdale Christian's toughest player. Especially yeah. if you're running his own, good luck. Because Scottsdale's just going to pick you apart, kick it out, and Rhino linger for the three. That's all you're going to hear all night long. So yeah, if you're watching those coaches, too, be right? ready. Yeah, I think the best thing about Scottsdale Christian, and we all know this, is, you know, if you're a coach and you're listening to this, is it's just how well they play the game. They're never the most talented team, but they just play pretty good. I've got Scottsdale Christian handling their business here. Um, let's move on to Santan versus Benson. Okay, what do you what do you think? I mean, I think I pretty much know what you think. Yeah, so, you already got, yeah, you so got. you've already heard what I had to say about Santan Charter and why I believe they are the dark horse in the division regardless of their rankings. Just the style of play, I guess I don't know anything really much about Benson. Haven't really been able to get a chance to dive into their film or anything like that. But just from watching Santan Charter throughout the throughout this year, I just believe that Santan Charter will get the upper hand and will technically upset number four Benson and will advance to the final four to play number one Scottsdale Christian. Yeah, and I mean Benson, they're not bad. They barely to me, they have a couple a couple of games on their schedule that make me feel like they're maybe not uh, the same level that Santana is. You know, they barely beat St. David in the one hand. St. David's not bad, 
but I think Santan is way better than St. David. Um, you know, they, they barely beat them. They don't shoot it particularly well from three. They shoot like 26% from three. The computers on Max Preps have Santan winning 78-64 over Benson. Um, Santan is tough because, uh, you know, they lost to North Valley 54-49. to And if you don't know who North Valley Christian is, they're in the 1A. But they can, I, I really they can compete play. with anybody, I believe, from oh anybody. yeah they're they're a very tough team well coached yep continue oh yeah well that's one of my favorite things is when teams uh from the three or from the two air from the one a play there's some crossover there especially between like the top five i think that's always super fun um but them losing to north valley 54 49 i mean that's a really good game for them yes. they also beat a really long really athletic trivium prep 78 57 they have really good offensive players. I'm talking about Santan here. They have four in double figures. Johnson averaging 20 points per game and shooting 42% from three. I mean, I just think Santan has played the better competition. I think they're better to advance uh, here to the next round. Okay. And next. So what? We picked the same ones all the way through. So we far, have, yes. Well, so here we go. I hope, I hope we get a different one here. Okay, here we go. Phoenix Country Day versus Pima. Okay, well, who do you got with these guys? What's so, your pick? So, like I was saying early before we spoke off air, um, I haven't really been able to pay too much about Pima, so I really don't really know much about them. I know usually they're they're usually a pretty big and physical team just from previous years. You know what I'm saying? They do they usually have a couple guards, but mainly they're bigs. So it's kind of interesting to see like what they really have. I'm pretty sure they're an older team. Just from looking at their roster, they're they they're a little older. You know, they have a lot of senior guards, a lot of seniors, so a ton of experience. Let's go to their schedule. I'm gonna take a look just real quick. Give me a quick second. So they're 15 and two on the year. They have a really big win over Thatcher, so that's a really big win. And Miami, Miami's not no punk, and they took that 77. They have two wins over Thatcher. two wins. Let me roll. Oh, yep, and another win over Miami, 59 to 52. They play. They lost to Scottsdale Christian, sixty-six to thirty-seven. But like I said, Scottsdale Christian is a very disciplined team, and they they will kill you. They can run two-minute offense to where like you do not want to play defense. Yeah. So they're probably getting everything yeah. that they wanted. And I mean, the thing that you said about Pima is, is I mean, you watch him play. Um, so they also lost to St. David by five, but I think they probably just had a really poor game. And, and I hate the score comparison because you never know who's in or who's out, especially now because, you know, in the middle of a global pandemic, um, but which I'm also just thankful we're getting to play games and talk hoops a little bit. Exactly. It, but, um, but Pima played extremely hard in the games that I watched them play. They've got a lot of really long, lanky guys. And they really look to put the ball in the post, just like you said. And that could cause some really big problems for some of the PCD guards. I like Pima, even though they lost to St. David. Um, they did play Patch, uh, Thatcher great both times. Um, now, when I look at PCD, only one name comes to mind. And who's that coach? And that is Will the Thrill. I think that's what they call him. Moralga, I think it is. I believe um, so. This kid is lighting it up. If you have not heard about Will, um, you're going to hear about him here in the next few days for sure. He is a tough matchup. He's averaging to the mid-high 20s in the 2A. He's about 6'2", like, I don't know, 170 maybe. He's a big kid. Um, Coach, can we talk about something real quick? Sorry, real quick, just to cut you off. Can we just please mention 
this kid has the green light wherever. He has the green light. <laughs> All jokes say. aside, this kid, he will take two steps in front of the half court, and I'm telling you, if you do not have a high hand, he will launch it. Okay, so I was just about to say that. We watched a game with him of Horizon Honors earlier in the yes. season. He opened up the game by making five threes in a row in the first quarter. Um, and this kid, just like you said, is pulling, man. I mean, he is unconscious, and he is going off. He's got the ability to shoot it. Um, I think one of their biggest wins was at home against Camp Verde by one. That's a very tough um, win. He had, about tw- he had about 28 there. Um, and then they played. This was the biggest thing to me because, you know, you watch that. Um, again, if you're following stuff, you know, that, that win that they had above Camp Verde was right after losing. Uh, Camp Verde had just lost their second best kid to breaking their ankle, um, which was devastating. But it was kind of a hard rebound for Camp Verde there. Um, I still was not a big believer in Phoenix Country Day. They played Scottsdale Christian at home to a four-point game about two weeks ago. How about ago. that? That's a big That's one. That's a huge you know, for me, one. Now, I think Scottsdale Christian adjusts better the next time yes. they play them, but they, they've, they've got a legitimate shot. They also have some size inside, but, you know, it's kind of all about will the thrill. Um, you know, the computers have PCD winning 62 and Pima at 60. Um, and I, I'm actually going to go with the computers and go with the upset since they are the lower seed. I got PCD and will the thrill. Ooh, okay. Advancing. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> Who did you pick for this? You said I said PCD I, I, I had PCD. Like I said, just just okay. from knowing them a little bit, just their background, the kid will the thrill. They do have some size, like we did say. I just feel like will the thrill might just be able to lift PCD on their shoulders and walk them on into the final four. Let's just say he, he scores eighty-one points. To come Could to you the imagine final four. first point, first shot, half court? <laughs> oh my god! So so quick quick side story. One time I was playing in a men's league back home in texas and uh we were playing in this it was a crappy church league and we we're playing against this team that was legit like they must have thought it was some type of a an actual league and we were losing by like 30 at halftime something like that and uh we came out and we had this uh point guard who was really good and he was like hey just give me the ball first possession and i'm gonna score so we give him the ball he literally pulls up from half court and he drains the shot and we're all, like, pumped up, like, let's go. We got this. Come back. And the ref called it off, and he made a mistake. We shot it on the wrong side. So he scored <laughs> it on the other team. Oh, man. I'll tell you what that. Oh, coach. Sorry, you said pull from half court. Remember, think about that. Okay. Wait, so, hold on. How about that? That's a, that and before, before we move on to Trivium and Rancho, which we will get into, fellas, I have a quick side story because – that side, that story you just told was very funny. So let me tell you one of mine. So we, we I was playing in a tournament down here in the Valley, East Valley, I should say, to be more specific. And while we're there, good competition overall. And so I told my teammates, I said, like, hey, for those of you guys who know Paul George, which everybody should, he has like an icon- iconic three where he holds the ball, puts his hand down, says, hold up, timeout, let me shoot this. Pulls and drains it. You know what I'm talking about, Coach? Uh-huh, I know what you're talking about. So I decided, hey, let me try it. So I do it. Did, did it end up the same as Paul George's out? So, yes, I hit the three, 
This is the beginning of the game. Oh. I hit the three. So we started 3-0. I was pumped. My team's like, okay, race and have a good game. Long story short, uh, we ended up getting blown up by 40. One of my players got dunked on pretty hard. And they don't even remember my half-court shot. So I was – I wish they would have remembered, but they didn't. So – that was just one. Hey, but you remember it, and we're talking about it now. That's all. That's that all matters. that matters, right? I it. All right. <laughs> all right. Trivium and Rancho, folks. I love this match. I love it so too. much. We were talking about this before. Um, they met in the championship last year, so it's a rematch, a grudge match, if you will. Um, we know quite a bit about Rancho. Um, I'll let you talk about Rancho. I, I want to talk about Trivium for a second. Let's talk about Trivium. Um, Trivium is really long and athletic. Uh, they graduated some of their, at least one specific guard from last year who I thought really helped them a lot. But they've got three kids averaging in double figures. Their shooting is tough. Okay. If you don't know this yet, you need to know this. Um, you know, we talked about uh, Camp Verde, Guard University. We don't know what they put in the water, what they're feeding those kids to turn out those guards. I don't know what they're putting in the water in Trivium or what they're feeding Trivium. Yeah, maybe Goodyear ha- always have some yeah, pretty good some shooters. Yes. Yeah, uh, so let me just read you some of these percentages. These are four kids that are actually taking some threes. Uh, Giannis is shooting 50% from three. Um, Roberts is shooting 40% from three. Bruggerman is shooting 53% from three, and Zhao is shooting 48% from three. Um, that is, I don't think I've ever seen four people that have made that shooting that good of a percentage um, that I've seen in a while. I mean, maybe if ever. I mean, that that's pretty tough. They're long, they're athletic. Um, I, I mean, they're, they're a pretty good squad. The biggest thing with them is they've had some pretty big games this year, and they have not really – I mean, they had Scottsdale Christian, and they kind of folded in that. Um, you know, they're 14-3 and three overall, but I don't know. I don't think that they have the big wins that I would have liked for them. Yeah. But uh, what do you got about Rancho? So just from Rancho and just seeing him a couple earlier in the season, stuff like they have one guard, Noah Vargas. Tough kid, averaging 16. This kid's so good. Averaging 16 a game. game. He's tough kid, nitty-gritty, will play on both ends of the floor. Coaches would love him on any team if he does decide to go play college anywhere. Coaches would love him. He can get buckets when you want. He can stop. He plays tough on the perimeter. He's a pretty thick, solid kid. He's about 6'2". I would say, what What do you think, 170, 175 pounds? Yeah, he's big. He's, He's a nice player. It's a nice player, you know, nice touch, quick feet, has a very quick first step and can get to the rim, which is very nice. Um, yeah, so a little bit about Rancho. They're 17-3 and three overall, and a couple of their wins have been pretty big. And they've, like I said, they, they're they all about being elite, you know. So they've yeah. played North Valley Christian Academy. And like we said, North NVCA is a, in the 1A, but don't let that fool you. They can compete with anybody day and night. They and Rancho – Rancho played them to a six to a one point game, sixty six to sixty five. Where Rancho beat them, and then moving on, they had a couple of tough wins against Camp Verde. They took a tough loss to Scottsdale Christian by five, which that's still pretty impressive. You know, like I said, because Scottsdale Christian, they are very, like I said, they're very disciplined and they know what they want. So I, I wish I would have been able to see that game, but I wasn't. But other than that, they were able to cruise along fairly well. They played a six, I believe it or not, which in Perry, 
They lost to them 65 to 40, but you got to think. That's Rancho is in the two-way. That's not bad for playing a 6A. So. And Perry's pretty good, actually. Perry actually is very good in the 6A, actually. I believe they're like at least top 10, top 5, I believe, in the 6A. They were at one point, I think. Yeah. I would uh, have to check again. Quick, quick correction. This is what happens when you are looking up stats and, and doing like some research on teams at like one in the morning. Um, all those percentages that I did, the 50% shooting from three, the 40% shooting from three, the 50% shooting from three has only taken two threes all year. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, the 40% has only taken five. So you can scratch those, but they still have a 34% three-point shooter in, in, in Hubbard. Um, they have a 53% uh, three-point shooter in uh, Bruggerman, and he's shot he, – he's 31 for 59 on the season. Um, and then a 48% shooter. They have some legitimate shooting aside from those two, 50 and 40. I just wanted to correct that because I was looking at it just to double-check, and I was like, oh, man, they haven't even shot that many shots. So They haven't even done any of that, huh? <laughs> well, that, hey, so, that's okay. It happens, you know? It does. Well, they, have, so, like said, they have their six, seven – junior i believe he is yeah he's a six seven junior he's giving him about 10 points a game for rancho plays pretty tough we weren't able to see him earlier in the season but he's back now he seems healthy and i feel like he's pretty much going to be helping out noah vargas in this playoff run so with that being said just a little bit about rancho i have rancho advancing over trivium prep okay I, I could see that. You know, the computers actually have Trivium winning 67-59. Whoa. Um, Max Preps, you know, it's funny that they do their little previews and their little algorithms and stuff, and, and they show favor to some teams, and then they kind of hate yes. on other teams. Um, you know, I am actually going to take Trivium here to upset Rancho. Um, I think it's a, it's a rematch of last year. I think they're going to come out ready to go. They do have some pretty good shooting. They're long and athletic, which should help them with Rancho's bigs. The key is trying to stop uh, Vargas. I mean, he's a nice player. He's tough. Um, he's just a tough matchup. I'll give you that. If Trivium finds a way, finds a solution to, find, to stop Vargas, I believe Trivium can get the upper hand. But if Vargas gets going easy, and like we've seen in the beginning of the year with uh, Rancho, you do not want Rancho to get going early, hitting from the three. Yep. You just do not want it because then it's just going to be all night long. So stop it. Chase him off the three-point line. Play big. Stop Noah Vargas. Trivium could possibly pull up the upset. upset. Yep. If not, yep. we, have our, we have ourselves a big game and a fun one, we should say, right? Would yeah, it'll agree? be good. It'll, no matter what, it'll be good. I would love to see uh, PCD advance just to kind of see them kind of shake things up a little bit. Um, yeah. I would love to see Trivium win, although I do like Rancho. Um, you know, I just all that. I, I'd like to see that. What if Scottsdale? There's no way Scottsdale Christian would get upset. But what if they got upset by somebody? That would be kind of exciting too. Coach, so. if they get upset, I'll let you slap me across the face because I chose Scottsdale Christian. I will take that gladly. With I'll ease. Take that gladly. With ease. So then we're so. saying a final four would be Scottsdale Christian and Santan, and then we've got PCD and a Trivium or a Rancho or something like that. Let's both, you know, let's spice it up a little bit and let's just put tr- uh, Trivium Prep in there. How about that? Okay, I like so, that. So our final four picks, just for those listening again, we have number one, Scottsdale Christian versus number five, Santan Charter in the final four. These are just our predictions, by the way. And then following with that, we have 
Number six, Phoenix Country Day playing number seven, Trivium Prep, which we expect to see two upsets. So that is our final four picks for the two-way. And just saying, Rancho's a a good squad. They're just not at the same level as they have been the last few years. Um, It's going to be a really – it's going to take a lot for Trivium to pull that upset, but it's kind of boring to just pick the people who you think are going to win. you got to be a little bit risky sometimes. Yeah, it's time to spice it up a little bit and change things up. So hopefully we're right, and stay tuned to see what we got for the two-way final four. Let's hope we're right. All right, let's move to the 3A now. And then let's get our picks moving on to the final four. Um, we got Gilbert Christian and Valley Christian. I actually love this matchup. Who, who do you I do got love this, this matchup. So this is kind of interesting because Gilbert Christian, they while it says they're number nine, they play some very tough games. They're they're fairly long. They're athletic. You know, they play with a pace, just similar to Scottsdale Christian, in which they did beat Scottsdale Christian earlier in the season. It's a tough one, but then, like you said, you got Valley Christian, very well coached, have great players. It's interesting. It's a very interesting one. I don't want to make a prediction just yet. I'll tell you my prediction after we go through everybody because that one's that one's a toss-up for me, and I'm kind of debating between the two. What about you, Coach? What do you have for Christian and Valley Christian? Well, I think my, my favorite part about it is um... – you know, Gilbert Christian played Valley Christian. I think it was the last game of the regular season or the second to the last game, and they only lost by one. Exactly. Um, That's what makes it interesting. I was watching that game, and, I mean, honestly, Gilbert Christian is tough. They've got number 42, Wilson. He's averaging 18 points per game. He's a big guy in the middle, and he's Mm -hmm. only a sophomore. Um, That's huge. The kid is 6'6", sophomore, averaging 18 points a game. Um they run a lot of action with him at the high post and they, they run their guards off of him. And then after the guards run off, he goes and sets an on ball screen to the opposite wing. He tries to roll. They really look to punch the ball inside. Um, you know, they got four to five players averaging between five and seven points. Um, they've had some really good games this year. They beat Northwest Christian, my highlight, my spotlight here in double overtime. They lost to Winslow 59 to 52. Um, like you said, they beat Scottsdale Christian. Um, I, I really like this matchup. This big kid is a load down there. Now, Valley on the other side, number four. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? It's uh, it's Jaden. Oh, Jaden DeBoer. I'm actually checking him out right now, and he's currently averaging 21.5 points per game. The lefty. But with, yes, but with that, his three-point percentage, percentage pretty good. 42% from behind the arc. Coach, can we both agree that is – pretty tough and almost pretty much a knock- it's a knockdown that's all right that's all right he's uh, i'm not gonna I'm say all right no, that, that's he could tough. he could knock it down he could knock down a three now with that to compliment Jaden, we have jacob rice who is also a 6-2 guard senior he's picking number up 22. the slack number 22 he's averaging 19.4 points a game right. so those two must complement each other very well and as, like I said before, their team, they seem to fill the stat sheet up all together, which is very important, which I kind of like about Valley Christian. They pretty yeah. much have, like, they have their two standouts, but like I said, they have about everybody pretty much contributes in some sort of way, which is huge, you know, right. if you want to be a winning program. So, And, I mean, the, the biggest thing about – so, actually, uh, Jaden's little brother is also on the team, and he's shooting 53% from three, but – he hasn't taken half as many, you know, threes as, uh, you know, all the other players. Um, 
the the awesome thing about uh, Jaden is 42% from three. If you've ever watched this kid play, the types of shots that he's taking are not wide open set threes. I mean, this kid really makes a lot happen for um, Valley, for Valley. I mean, he's creating for his teammates. He, he's kind of making everything go. Um, I mean, the, the shots that he's taking are tough. Uh, you know, I, I always say when I see our kids shoot a wide open shot or whatever, I could do that. I probably couldn't. I'd probably airball it or whatever. But, you know, this, the type of shots that he's taking, I definitely could not do that. I mean, that's tough. He can really make a lot happen. The biggest thing with Valley, I would have really liked their schedule to be a little bit tougher. Um, yes. They, not that It's not that they haven't played good teams. I just would have liked to see them play in more big games this season, like a Winslow or something like that. Um, it seem, if I remember right, I don't think they played against Winslow. Um, but no. it seems like at times in watching Valley, they can get a little bit stagnant and just wait for Jaden to make something happen. Um, but they also have the ability to play very fast as well. The computers have Valley beating Gilbert Christian 70 to 55. Um, I don't see that big of a separation, but I do see Valley pulling this one out. I have Valley advancing and doing pretty good with that. Now, is it a close game, though, Coach? Oh, I think it's like a five-point game. Um, I think it's maybe like 60, 55, something like that, Valley. But there's just no way it's going to be a massive blowout. I think Gilbert looks to put it inside a lot more this second time. and you know. But I think the, that senior guard, Jaden, you have a player like that, I mean, it's tough. As well as a compliment player, just like Jacob Rice, too, as well. It's going to be a good one. And like I said, you know, I'll follow suit and I will go with Valley Christian to advancing to Gilbert Christian. I say it's a little bit closer this time around. And I'll say not too much closer, but I'll say a three-point game. I'll give you that. Gotcha. Okay. We got Paige and we got Coolidge. Who you got going on from there? So just recently watching some film against Paige, let's just talk about it. They have a 6'10 senior coach. And this kid can play, you know, he can. He's not like just – he's not just 6'10". He looks kind of – he's fairly scrawny, but he can compete. He – Yeah, he's he's definitely a much stronger player. When I first saw him, I remember thinking he's one of these classic tall kids who is not going to be very effective. Um, not very athletic, not be able to move well, but, but he's for six really, ten, he can move well. Yes. He he won the I think he won the player of the year in the three A um in his region where he's at, which was well deserved. He 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 makes a difference on defense, on offense. Um Paige really makes a point to dive him to the block and get him the ball. Um they've got some pretty good guard play with uh they got another senior number twenty five um who just hits dagger threes. Um, very, he comes very up big. Player. Comes very up very player. big when they need him. They've got another guard, number fifteen, who, who's just really kind of a, a tough nosed, chippy kid, uh, or a hard nosed, chippy kid. I, I kind of like the way that he plays. And they got their point guard as well, uh, number one. It's number one or number three? I think it's number one. It's number one, Robert Smith. Yeah, he's a senior. He's his dad is actually the head coach for Page. Yeah. Uh, he he's pretty poised for the most part. You know, he seems like he has the game under control. Yeah, the biggest the most... thing with Paige is their big kid. If you can find a way to lock up that big kid and limit him, it's going to make things harder for him. Um, well, what do you know about Coolidge? Long 
So what I know about Coolidge is they have a guard in Nick Harrison, tough kid. I think last year he was averaging a little over 20 points a game. This year he's averaging 15. And coach, let me tell you, this kid can do it all. He's a tough kid, can hit about hit hit a three just from about anywhere. You know, say he's tough. He'll drive to the basket. He play defense. Fairly athletic. Um, he pretty much is what gets Coolidge going. He is their heart and soul of the team. I feel like. Let me just ask you this the- question because I can't get out of my head. If you were six ten, where do you think you'd be right now? Coach, if I was six ten, I'd be in the NBA. No, I'm just kidding. Overall, I six ten. I'd take uh, you in the NBA. I'd take you in the NBA if you're six ten. Shoot, I'd be in the NBA if I was six ten. We say that, and then we see the six ten. No, you're right. I wouldn't be. In we, we might be in like a little lower level overseas team, but hey, you know what? Six ten, six ten. I would thrive. Six ten. You know where I'd be? I'd be in men's league, averaging probably ten points a game and like five rebounds. Hey, you know what? We'll take that. <laughs> We will take that any day of the week. So, who do you got with Paige and Coolers? Who do you got moving forward? Moving forward, I'm going to give the upper hand to Paige. I just feel like if unless if Coolers can stop their big, which stopping their big, we don't mean holding him to zero. We mean holding him to 20 points or less. Right. That's what we mean by stopping him. Regardless, he's going to find a way, and he'll find a way to get his 20, 25 points a game. But if you can hold him under 20, you have a shot. Yeah, you're doing pretty good. Yeah, the the, the tricky thing is there's not a lot of teams. I don't think there's any team that – I mean, Northwest would probably match up better. Northwest played Paige to a four-point game. Um, That's just due to their size. But they, they North- have size. You know, there's not a lot of teams that have that. The tricky thing is when you front the post and you've got help side, you're there for that lob pass, but they start skipping the ball over, and that's when their their guards can kind of start get going, and it starts to create some problems for, for people. Yeah. So. It's also important to note on a max press, it does say that Braden Gant from Coolidge is 6'4", so they do have some size. Okay. So they do have some size. So if they're, if, like I said, if their size can – match up with the 6'10 and push him out, that's pretty much the key to Paige. If you let the big – if you let the big 6'10 kid catch in the post, in the paint, on the block, uh, I'd say about eight, nine times out of ten, he's going to make that layup. Yeah, it's going to be a push dunk. Him out, it's going to be a dunk, too. It's going to be a dunk, probably be a baseline. Try drop step, baseline dunk, you know. But, like I said, if you're able to push him out and make him – pass it out back to one of his players, back to one of his guards. You know what I'm saying? You're doing a pretty effective job. You get with the guards make a play. So that's cool, just key. But like I said, I have Paige advancing. Yeah, I've got Paige going too. Uh, I, I have a hard time thinking of a team that is going to be able to – I mean, they're just a matchup problem for everybody. I've got Paige as for well. For anybody. Um, Florence and Snowflake. Florence and Snowflake. So – a little bit about uh, Snowflake. We actually saw them. We didn't play against them, but we saw some film of them against Winslow, which was a very, very tight game. And I, I very mean, close. Florence game. is somewhat similar to Winslow. Yeah, play. They play in the transition. One thing that I felt that separated uh, Snowflake from Winslow is coach got the whole team and the bench bought in. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, that's that Snowflake team. Those boys. Any 50-50 ball, they're on it. Mm. They they dive on the floor. They do all the nitty-gritty stuff that needs to be and done. The nitty-gritty. It's true. The, it's true. The nitty-gritty for them to win, you know? 
Yeah, I, I like Snowflake a lot. And, you know, I, I watched Winslow play quite a bit this year. And I remember thinking this team plays so dangerous because they run and gun and they shoot the ball like crazy and they're not patient. And it's dangerous because if they're hitting shots, I mean, man, they're all over the place and they're doing great. But if they're missing shots, like we saw with Winslow and Northwest Christian in the first round, it can be very problematic, particularly against a team that has some size. Snowflake has some size. And I think that um, if Lawrence can be patient with things, they can make a game out of it. Um, I like Snowflake in this game to advance. Um, even with that, Snowflake has been in some really big games this year. They've been in big games with teams a lot like Florence. Uh, they've won one. They've lost one. I like Snowflake to advance uh, here moving forward in the Final Four. Now, with that being said, before we move past Lawrence, I'd like to know that Florence does have some key players. They have three players averaging a little over 10, and they have one player, their standout player, Malik Payton, currently averaging 26.5 points a game. And let me tell you, he's listed as six foot. This kid coach is athletic and quick and as flashy as ever. He will pull the three. He can knock down a shot and don't sleep just because of his size. He will get up and he will dunk on you. I've seen some film on him and coach. He will, he will get up with you and he will dunk on you. So he's about six foot. Is that generous? Or you think that's pretty accurate? I, I would give him the six foot. Maybe he, you know, he looks a little long. He looks a little lengthy. I'd give him the six. He might be a little bit taller. Who knows? Max preps sometimes a little generous or sometimes a little off. You never know. Yeah, yeah. So who do you got, time who do you got advancing? It sounds like you like Florence. I like Florence because of the kid. I feel like if Snowflake can find a way to shut down Malik Payton, they have a real shot. Hmm. But if they can't, I think I have Florence pulling it off. All right, I like that. Florence pulled. I got. Off. Flo- I got snowflake. I got, yeah, yes, yeah, snowflake. I got Florence advancing to the final four. All right, and, and you know, I, I feel like I should say this, or we should say this too, that you know, the three A this year has been so competitive. If you, if you were to go down, um, even like the three A North Central region with Northwest, Fountain Hills, Camp Verde, and Page, um, all of these games were just. Three-point games, there. four-point yep. games. And overtime. Overtime, double overtime. You know? Overtime. Um, it's just the 3A, and it's not just the 3A North uh, region, it, but, it, you know, it's like every single 3A game, as far as these teams that are in here, I feel like it could really be anybody's game. Northwest and Winslow is a prime example of that. And mentioning Northwest, we got Northwest and Fountain Hills here at the end. Who do you got? This is a great matchup too because we know this is a great matchup. Played they're, each other already in the regular season two twice, times. and then guess what? They're split one-one. Mm-hmm. Fountain Hills caught them early, actually, in the season. That's when Northwest was still trying to find their way, probably still trying to find their identity. But as we get later into the season, Northwest handles their business against Fountain Hills, which was pretty impressive. Money, you know. Let's just highlight, yes, Rocky. He. I love, that, I love that they huge named him Rocky. I think that, that is just like Rocky Maniachi is one of the coolest names I think I've ever heard. Part of the coolest. Yep. I It, it flows really well. It does. It really does. It flows better it than does, my kids' it names. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a really close game. Like I said, Northwest, while they haven't, like, while their record doesn't show, 
their potential, this team is tough. And that's why we that's why Jeff has chosen to be the dark horse in the three A. I mean you know, they I have the size, no matter, they have the go- no matter what. I think no matter what, if I have a boy or a girl for my next kid, I'm gonna name them Rocky. You might just have to. I think I'm just gonna have to. Just have just because of him. Just because of him. Gosh. The ener- the energy, gosh, the energy he brings. I know he's but the- le- Let's just, let's not sleep on Fallon Hills because, like I said, Fallon Hills is a very tough team, and they are very patient. Patient. They can run a two. Patient. They can run a two-minute offense if they wanted to, Coach. If we're being completely honest, they remind me patience-wise of a Scottsdale Christian. Um, yes, and it's good that you noted that too because Fallon Hills actually didn't they play Scottsdale Christian? They yeah, did. They did. 50, yeah, and Fallon Hills while, lost. And, no, they no found yeah found Hills lost fifty nine to forty four to a Scottsdale Christian Academy. I wish I was able to watch that game, but besides all that, Found Hills is a very tough team. They do got some size. They have a couple of big guards. Nothing, nothing crazy. They're probably about five eleven, six feet. You know what I'm saying, but the way they play, in their patience, and the way those kids are able to read the ball. Like if a defender, if you're overplaying them. Don't be surprised when you get back door and they make a wide open layup. Right. Well, and, and I thought one of the most impressive things about Fountain Hills was their defense in the half court. Yes. Um, yes. They really shade you and keep you to one side of the floor. The help side is there. They play a step off their guy. And they've got a big kid inside who, I mean. Six, seven. I mean, this kid is a great, great uh, protector of the rim. I mean, that kid can really block your shot if you go in there. Um you know, we, we watched uh, Camp Birdie have a really hard time with that the first time that they played against them because they're in the same region. I think he had about, like, nine blocks. Um, yeah. I mean, this guy, he, he's very effective down there. Um, who do you got winning this one? Hmm, you're going to put me on the spot like that, I guess. You know, just – I got to go with Northwest, Coach. I just feel that while, Nor- while Fallon Hills does play – patient and their defense is solid i just feel like northwest energy and those that those kids are bringing to the game i just feel like it's just not going to overwhelm fallon hills but when you have a whole team bought in and you have a bunch of dogs on one team like northwest and they're anxious they want to play pit bulls it's the best way to put it I have Northwest advancing over fallon hills i have northwest advancing as well and i mean i, I just i think you can't overlook confidence and peaking at the right time, um, especially knowing your opponent. I've got Northwest advancing going to the Final Four. Um, I think that that's, that's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a really good game. I can't wait to watch it. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a really fun Final Four uh, for the 3A. That's for sure. A lot of fun games. Yeah, a lot of fun games for the 3A and 2A. So, gosh, what, what, a, what a fun weekend tomorrow. I know it's you gonna know, be good. It's, it's a lot of good games. Do you know of, how many how many fans are allowed? How many fans? Like, is it twenty five percent capacity? Or, oh, it's just it's all the higher seed hosts, yeah. The higher seed hosts, which makes it very interesting because it's at Coolidge, so like a lot of these games, you know, what I'm saying like Valley Christian has the upper hand, Coolidge has home court advantage, Snowflake has the home court advantage. And then Fountain Hills has home court advantage. And, and I think so it's, that, it's worth noting as well, for some of these teams, particularly depending on their youth, 
if they have not been playing in front of a true away crowd all year long and the first time they're introduced to any type of an away crowd is in the playoffs, that could be a recipe for disaster. Um, so coaches, let's be honest. thing to think about. Yeah, because let's be honest, those playoff crowds can get a bit rowdy. Right, right. Can get a little bit crazy, especially in a global pandemic. People got to pull their exactly. mask down to yell. It makes them think a little bit longer what they're going to say. Exactly. And we are 100%. We're all about wearing masks. Stay safe. That's We want to make sure these games continue. You know what I'm saying? Mask up, Arizona. I guess so. Mask it up. So, with that being said, it looks like we've chosen our final four, Coach. How about that for the three and two A? Yeah, How about I think, that? I think it's going to be a really fun one. No matter what happens, it'll be it'll be good. Um, I agree. All right. Well, actually, you know what? Before we go, I want to ask you, um, how good is it to see the kids playing with no masks on now out on the court? Coach, if we're going to be completely honest, this should have happened a long time ago. But, hey, it happened. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm just glad that these kids are able to actually breathe. I know. It's been tough, man. It's been tough. Yeah, we've seen our kids. We've seen our kids. You know what I'm saying? Like they were able to do it, but there's been some spurts, you know, where it was a little hard for them to breathe. And just from other teams too, just observing other teams, you know, it's tough. You know, it, it is really hard. Right. So I'm glad. I'm happy. So it's been good. It's been good. It's been good. So with that being said, hey, thank you guys for listening and tuning in next week on Monday for the last week of the Elite Eight and the teams moving forward to the state championship. We'll see what happens. All right, coach. All right, anything else to say? Hey, we'll see you guys on Monday. Tune in. Um, spread the word, man. We're really we we understand that small ball in Arizona does not get enough love, and we want to change that. So small ball forever, y'all. We'll see you. Promote it on promote it on your social media. Do whatever you can. Social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Do what you need to do. Add us. We will be there. Coaches, if you want to get on this podcast, please do not be afraid to email us. All right, guys. Maniachi.